Good morning. It's good to see each one of you all here this morning. I'll just say here first off, this week in studying, I failed to read my Sunday school lesson. Thank you, Justin, for what you shared. And I'll admit, when he mentioned the, the passage, my heart did a little flip-flop. It overlapped with, um, that's a passage I plan to look at this morning. So as I thought about it, I was like, you know, don't know what it is, but I'm just going to trust in the fact that the Lord has something for us he wanted us to hear today. So I'm going to proceed with what I have laid on my heart to share. I'm going to be looking this morning at honor and respect and hit some various aspects of our life there. As I studied it, it narrowed down. It didn't uh, quite materialize to all the areas I was maybe thinking to look at. But first off, I want to look at respect for God. How do we respect God? Why do we respect God? So we'll look at, uh, start with Psalm 8. Turn there if you like. Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Because of, hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies. That thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? and the Son of Man that thou visitest, visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the palms of the path of, of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. So first off, we are to give honor and respect to God. The Bible commands it. And looking in this passage here, just looking at what God has, has placed in our care, God has given man glory and honor. He is given him dominion over everything under his feet, all of creation around him. He has given man dominion over that. And so in return, we need to honor and respect the Lord for what he has given us. Look next at John 5. Read a couple of verses here, John 5, 22, 23. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. So we see here, 
To honor the Father, we must honor the Son also. You cannot honor the one without honoring the other. It's a commandment we have. So we're commanded to honor and respect the Lord. Now I want to look a little bit about how we go about some of these things. If we look at, let's go to Psalm 9. Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2. Just prior to this, I'd read here in Psalm 8 of things God had given to us, dominion, honor, the charge to rule over things. So you go into chapter 9, it says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. So one way we can give honor to the Lord is, is praise him. Praise him for his marvelous works. Another way is, is tell others about the goodness he's done for us. What has the Lord done for you? Let that radiate. Share with others. Show them God's love. Show them what he's done for you. Spread, spread the goodness of the Lord to others. Go to Proverbs next. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So whether we have great possessions or whether we're poor and don't have a whole lot, we're to give to the Lord of what we have. Give to him as he's blessed. And there's different ways that we can give to the Lord. Money and possessions is, is a way, but we can also give of our time. Lend a hand to your neighbor without needing to receive payback. There's a blessing in that for us as well. But in doing that, you will be showing respect to the Lord. Help your parent. Some of us have parents who are more needy than others. They may not be doing well. Some of us have parents who are, are well and healthy. They've done a lot for you. Help them. Lend a hand to them. Do it for nothing. Nothing in return. Just help them. They've, they have done a lot for us, and in doing that, you're showing honor to the Lord. Another way we can... Honor the Lord is with our time is there's lots to do in the work of the church. When you're called to serve in a church, do so willingly. Do it cheerfully. Put yourself into it. Do it with your whole heart. Some of those things aren't always easy to do, but do your best. Go back to John 5 again. John 
John 5, I'll move on to verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So another thing we need to do here is we need to honor the Father and the Son. And to do that, we need to hear the word of God. Hear the words of Jesus, what he has to say to us. And when we hear the words, then, second, we need to believe. Believe what we hear. Believe the word. And if we believe the word, next, we will obey. Obey the word. Obedience is honoring. Proverbs 27. Proverbs 27, verse 18. It's an illustration here of the fig tree, and I kind of like this fig, fig tree illustration. Whoso keepeth a fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. So he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. I did just a little bit of research on that, uh, and it just appeared to me that, that taking care of a fig tree was just a lot of continual, monotonous, thankless work. Nursing the tree up, doing what all it needed to, to make it bear fruit. And so thinking about our life there, our life is like that also. What job do you have in life where God has placed you? It can feel monotonous and boring. In a lot of ways, our jobs can be thankless. They can be challenging. But where you find yourself, apply yourself, do it willingly and cheerfully, you're doing it for our master, for the Lord. And as we see with the fig tree, when the, when the figs come, there's reward. There's the fruit. And the one who keeps the tr fig tree, the master shall honor. So what God has placed you, where he's placed you, do your job. Do it with your might. Next thing I want to look at is respect for the leaders of our land. Thought I'd look here at Romans 13. Romans 13, I'll read part of the chapter first eight verses there's a lot here that can be pulled out I won't pull out all of it um, but we'll read that let, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers for there is no power but of God the powers that be are ordained of God whoso therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, 
and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, you must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. So why are we to respect government leaders? They are ordained of God. No one can be in power unless God has allowed them to be there. We see in verse 2, if we don't respect our leaders, then we're not respecting God's authority. So it is important we respect those who God has allowed to be and who God has set up over us. Verses 3 and 5, I look here at some of how we can do this. Be law-abiding. God has set up the rulers to control the wicked and the lawless. If you're law-abiding, we need not fear. Also, there are times when the law, the leaders of the land, what they require, may not agree with scriptures. But serve the Lord when, when there's conflicts there between the rulers and what God says. Do what God says. And God has promised he will take care of his people. Looking there in verses 6 through 8, stands out to me here, speaks of rendering what's due to our leaders. Pay your taxes. We are told to pay what is rightfully theirs. There are ways to reduce taxes, but it is never right to do something that would be cheating the government out of what is rightfully theirs. Pay your taxes, do it willingly. Go now to Timothy, 1 Timothy. First Timothy 2, 1 and 2. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So another way we can respect our leaders is pray for them. We see here that God has commanded us to pray for men, for all men, for kings, for those in authority, 
It's very important that we do that. And there is power in prayer. Pray for your leaders. Pray for those over you. Third thing I want to look at is respect for your fellow believers and your neighbors, those around you. We'll go to Romans 12. Romans 12, and we'll read the whole chapter here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation, Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So some facts here I see in this passage is, Starting out there in the earlier part of the passage, verse 4, we are, are different members with different responsibilities. Each of us has a, a unique place in life. We also are created equal in Christ. It's easy to think, I'm better than someone else. But we are all created equal in Christ. One is not higher than another. 
Moving on down, verses there, six through eight. Something that stands out to me is pull your own weight. Each of us have a different gift and responsibility, but where it's been given to you, do it with your might. Be understanding of the others pulling beside you. They may be pulling in a different manner, different method, maybe using a different tool, but focus on the fact that they are still pulling, not on how they are doing it. It's easy to look at the wrong thing. That's not our problem how they're pulling. Pull, take your own weight. Verse 10 stands out to me here. Be kind to one another. Prefer others over ourselves. Put them first. Verse 11, how do we do business? Are we slothful, crude, dishonest? How do we treat others in business? Be honest, be truthful, be generous and kind in business. It pays better. Verses 12 to 14 stands out here again. Pray for others. Pray for those, your brother and sister. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for those who take advantage of you or mistreat you. Do we fight back? Don't fight back. Bless them. Pray for them. One thing that I've kind of noticed, when you pray for someone, it just has a way of, of just melting the pressure. You just feel like retaliating. But when you pray for them, that pressure just kind of rolls off. It rolls it into God's lap and lets God have control of the situation. Verse 15 speaks of rejoicing with them that do rejoice, weep with those that weep. I don't know how you all find it, but I find it easier to weep with someone than to rejoice with them. It can depend what it is. Someone has a little baby, oh, it's easy to rejoice. But if I have a brother or someone who is just rolling into money, making it good, just making headway, and they're rejoicing about it. What is our response? For me, it's easier to become jealous, resentful, than it is to rejoice. Rejoice with them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. It's a commandment here to us. Verse 16 here. So read that, I just think of being respecters of persons. Do not be respecters of persons. In God's eyes, all are precious. When someone has a different opinion than us, it's easy to label them as being off track, being unchristian. But usually there's another angle, there's other perspectives we don't see, other factors that play in. Most times my experience has been, as you give it some time, look at it later, you find out there were some legitimate reasons that the person had been doing what they were doing 
or for what they did. And I, I think about that, you know, my judgment on them was, was like looking through a foggy lens. So be careful how we judge some others. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Leave judgment up to God. Verses 18 through the end of the chapter here. When someone's struggling spiritually, don't condemn them. Come alongside them. The one thing I want to focus on here is encourage them. Be an encourager. There is a time that you will need to show them a better way to correct them. But also, give them space. Leave room. Leave it between that person and God so that God can work. A couple things stand out to me. As I reflect over some of this, pride stalks any successful person. Most everybody, anyone I know, has success in one area or another. Pride stalks a successful person. Pride and respect do not work together. So stay humble before God. Pray for one another. It's very important. Keep God's word in focus. Allow God to use you in his hand to be an instrument for him, showing love to others, respecting others, so that they can be drawn closer to God and be a more faithful servant for him. Thank you. Lord bless you. Shall we have a song or two?